Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in Dallas. Oh, it is good to be back. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Willem up in Tulsa. Willem, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? I'm doing dandy. Um, I see you've got your Budweiser sign in the background. You're repping that vintage, vintage beer life, which is always yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Um, is that before we get into what you're drinking? I did have. I wanted to ask. Uh, is that one of the thrift finds by your mother-in-law? Yes, indeed. That is. I mean, I hey, two other ones too. I got a Coors. Uh, what is it? Coors Bull something or another. From <laughs> and I have a uh, yeah from the professional bowling. Oh, the PBR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I have uh, Amberbach, Michelob Amberbach. Ah. And that one's really sizable, too. I busted out the Budweiser because it's a little small. And I am selling them, so everyone's <laughs> interested. Hey, Frank, Frank finally sold his Hyundai Sonata uh, thanks to this, this, uh, this show. <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I just got rid of it. It's a good spot to advertise. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, big neon uh, crowd that we have over here. Uh, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> a beer sign. It's You know, that neon's cool, but they're beer signs. They are beer signs. Uh, so what are you drinking tonight? He said, knowing exactly what you're drinking, but I'm going to let you explain it to the people. No, Kona Big Wave. Yeah. What did you think I was No, I knew it, I knew it was Kona Big Wave. I saw mm. you pour it out of the bottle. Mm. It's the shape. You seen it. The shape and the color of the label. There's only one Very there's only one like it. Yeah, um, yeah. We got this six pack for my birthday. Uh yesterday we were grilling out and only had a couple of them, so I had four in the fridge. Pop one open. Um Villain, I'd like to say happy belated birthday. Oh, thanks, Brian. Fucking forgot it was your birthday. <laughs> did you fail at this, Brian? Huh? Did you fail at at uh? I, I did. I was oh, no. It was the birthday. I was the birthday police this year, and I fucked it up. That's insane. You normally don't fuck that up. A cab. That's right? insane. <laughs> he normally remembers. Uh, Villem, you should have done what Michael Scott would have done, which is wished wish Troy a happy birthday in our Telegram feed, and when he's like. It's not my birthday, and you said, "Oh, I could have sworn we had both had the same birthday." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Happy birthday, Willem!" <laughs> and then just the longs. Hmm. Happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> David. <laughs> he sworn we had the same birthday. He did it. He did it to fucking. Uh, oh God, what's her face? Uh, his girlfriend. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, Jam. No, no, Jan. Jan. He yeah. called Jan. And she's like, I'm returning your call, Michael. What did you need? I was wishing you a happy right. birthday. So she calls, him, she calls him. He says happy birthday only to get her to say happy birthday to him. And then she's like, what did you need, Michael? That was it. <laughs> Just the sad up. life of Michael Scott. Know, I had a Michael Scott moment myself this past week that I want to go over. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> still, uh, still in the planes. So. 
Anyway, go ahead. What? Steel? No, it's still in in the claims process. It's not. Oh, oh, it's still fresh. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Uh, We're also joined by uh, Frank and Austin. Uh, Frank, how are you doing today? Uh, Doing swell, Brian. Um, For, what are we now, probably? We're going to give or take, right, 15 weeks of summer. And it is finally hot as balls. Um, it took a long time. We barely had summer this year. We're in August, end of, well, beginning of September now, and the lawns are still green. Normally in August, you're like, fuck it. I'm, I'm only watering to make sure the roots don't dry out. I don't give a shit if this lawn is green. And my lawn is still very green. So uh, I guess props to this summer we've had, but it's now not. Yeah, it's now real. It's for real, for real summer now. Yeah, welcome. Uh, the rest of Texas has been in this shit for quite some time. Uh, yeah, we've had these like really nice reprieves where it randomly thunderstormed for two days in a row. And No, yeah, not, no. not here, my friend. Hot as shit. Uh, and I, too, took the same approach that you did, that you were describing of like, hey, it's, it's September. This fucking lawn is just gonna, we're gonna ride this thing out. I don't give a shit what it looks like. Except last night, I decided I was gonna go outside in the garage and smoke a cigar. As I was out there, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll kick the sprinklers on the front yard, let them run. Fucking ran it for 10 minute cycle, let it go. Forget that I always manually water my lawn. So each section, I just run for like five, 10 minutes, depending on, and I always turn it off. Turn my sprinkler system off. off. Forgot to turn it off. Mrs. Brian showed up to swimming pool. Showed up at home today and is like, "Hey, are the sprinklers supposed to be on?" I'm like, "Hey, it's a dumb question, honestly, because how many times have you gotten home and seen a fucking sprinkler? No, of course the sprinklers are not supposed to be on." So I had to walk her through the process of turning them off, and I was like, "Hey, do me a favor. Is the rest of the yard wet?" She was like, "Well, no, it's just on on the front in the front like section." I was like, "Okay, cool." My my sprinkler system goes by zones, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we just caught it at the first zone. We're fine. Like it just cycled on to the first zone, and it hadn't been running all night because I would notice the fucking washout over the you know in the street and everything. So I was like, ah, it's fine, no big deal. Let the dog out in the backyard this evening. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> there's just a fucking standing pool of water. We created in the backyard. a marsh back here. <laughs> I was like, cool. And good news, uh, as you know, the summer winds down, the backyard gets way less sunlight. So, oh, I so may it's be, not even evaporating. I may be going out there with a fucking hair dryer this weekend, <laughs> trying to get this shit evaporated. I was like, yeah. oh shit. So listen, oh, been oh, there, done that, my friend. It sucks. I. I, I, it's the first time I've done it in three years. When I first no. moved into this house, I had no idea what I was doing with my sprinkler system, and I let it. I was like, "Oh, it's programmable. I can just do it two days a week, <laughs> between seven and seven, because I'm gonna try to be smart about my water." And then it just all hell broke loose because the sprinkler system is incredibly difficult to figure out. And it just, oh, heaven forbid that the power gets knocked out because then it just resets all the fucking times and it just runs whenever it feels like it. So, fuck Big Sprinkler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rainbird can kiss my balls. What are you drinking tonight, Frank? Anything fun? Yeah, uh, Real Ale. Uh, what is their... It's the hazy IPA with the flip-flops on it. It's in the fridge at the moment. Mm. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Uh, it's really good. Okay. Uh, Real Ale's just... Always really solid beer. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know the name of it. I was I tried to think of it and it's not it's not gonna happen. Okay, let me take a look and I also think I left my front sprinkler on, so <laughs> God damn it. Speaking of the devil. I wish I wish I hadn't reminded him because well <laughs> then we could have both had two hundred dollar water bills this month. Hurt or whatever people hurt people, Brian. Is that it? No, it's perpetuate. Yeah. I got it from my dad. <clears throat> anyway. Uh I am drinking uh, a barrel aged stout tonight. Not because I want it to be stout season because I believe that all year is stout season. Uh, but it's because I found this wonderful beer at total last week and I kept my hands off of it until tonight. Uh, this beer went down, goes down in history as being my like top three beers of all time. Uh, when I had it in 2015, wow. 2014, 2015, uh, it is narwhal or is a uh, barrel aged narwhal by Sierra Nevada. Nice. Last time I had, wow. like when I had this beer and it was, you know, top three for me, um, it was in a bottle corked and caged. It was a very nice presentation. Um, I actually split it with a uh, castmate Derek when he was, uh, he had just moved out to Oregon and was coming back to visit over Christmas. And uh, just a fucking stellar beer. In the last few years, they haven't done a straight barrel age release. They've done fruited ver- fruited barrel age versions, and I think different barrel barrel age versions. Um, so like they did like a red wine barrel or some bullshit. Anyway, none of them ever lived up to the experience of that 2014 going into 2015 barrel age narwhal. And um, now they have it in four pack, 16 ounce cans. So fuck around it is at 11.9 percent alcohol is nothing to mess with does it hold up is it as good as you remember it does it does Hell yeah. it does it's not I, I i thought it was gonna suck balls what are you laughing, are you at, laughing Frank? at me Frank? okay so the beer is called fresh kicks but um the one that i'm having do you all recall this had happened probably about three weeks ago i sent you all this screenshot of one of Christina's cousins, her husband, who is ceaselessly trolling Pret-a-Manger for their Thai chicken sandwich to come back on the menu. And like, I'm not even, when I'm talking about trolling, every single social media post, he just posts, bring back the Thai chicken sandwich. (laughs) Oh my God. And and it happened again tonight. I'm just I'm looking through because we just posted an event for the wine, uh, <clears throat> uh, SA Winos, where we're doing a, a, a cheese cigar and wine pairing. And I was just trying to see how the event was doing. And f- first thing on my page is XYZ commented, Pret-a-Manger, bring back the Thai chicken sandwich. <laughs> what am I? Does he have like a bot set up or something? <laughs> no, no. I, I think he just he loved that. Well, I'll say in big cities, Villem, you know, I mean, in, in, in like New York or any of the big working sort of downtowns, Pret a Manger is everywhere. And it's no, actually no idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, think of it as like a, uh, a bistro style. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like Jason's Deli, but better. Oh, no. It's grab and go. Most of the it's stuff what? Like, it's all grab and go stuff. Oh, so it's like it's a, a, a it's, it's it's like a QT uh, kitchen, 
<laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's like Jason really Deli refreshing it. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's its own thing to be honest. But you like you can order like the Thai chicken sandwich. You would wait for them to make it, but by the time you were done paying for it, it was pretty much made. Right. So it's yeah. it's yeah, it's like a deli counter meets modern flavors, I guess. But um, they in did, any case, they, it's really good stuff. Uh, really consistent too, so you don't really have to think about a place to go for lunch. You, you can always go there and be, you know. Yeah, grab a sandwich. There's good salads. There's good They're wraps. Pretty healthy options. I still think about the red pepper yeah. hummus falafel wrap. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. This so he's actually brought to you by Pret Amandje. <laughs> so yeah, like no, never ever fails to crack me up when he trolls their social media, but because it's like this one has how many? Com- eighteen comments. This one. <laughs> it's been up for eighteen hours. Three hours ago, he was like, oh, it's about that time. Oh, <laughs> Bring back the Thai chicken sandwich. Oh, my okay. God. So your beer, Brian. Yeah. What about it? It's good. Good shit. Oh, yeah. How's no, it's, beer, it's good shit. You didn't tell us about your beer, really. Who, mine? Yeah. The other Frank on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good hazy IPA. Um, real ale doesn't really make bad beer. Or at least I haven't had a bad beer. What, what beer are you drinking again? God, what, fresh what, kicks. what was the name of fresh, fresh kicks. kicks? For some reason, I thought side shoes, which oh, isn't a thing. So. <laughs> fresh kicks yeah. by real ale. By real ale. For, yep. okay. A couple things of all the people on this podcast to be drinking a beer called Fresh Kicks. Frank probably yeah. should be the one doing that's why that. He bought it. Also, <laughs> side I shoes. Was, is that what you said? That's that's why I didn't say it out loud until I said I didn't know what the name of it okay. was. <laughs> uh, real quick. And then, and then you said Fresh Kicks, and I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I, for some reason, had side shoes in my head. See, that's how this works, Brian. I got you. You prevent embarrassing yourself when you just say, I don't, I don't know, know the name. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fresh Kicks, uh, my Fresh Kicks are out for delivery. Uh, they should be here on September 3rd. I bought. Uh, I I I made Frank hold me accountable. Uh, I bought a. God damn, he hit himself in the back of the head with bleach. Frank did as the damnedest thing Glass ever. Glass cleaner. Um, I bought a pair of uh, custom Nikes, villain. Uh, Nike by me is what they're yeah, called. Yeah, Nike by me. Sure, whatever. I does. It's Nike by Brian. That was sick. So this is like an evolution of Nike ID. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except Brian doesn't buy uh, tennis shoes or even mildly expensive tennis shoes. So, right, right. and I've never ordered, uh, I've never bought a pair of Air Force Ones. So why not make them fucking probably, hopefully look halfway decent and not just all white. But I say all <laughs> that to say this, uh, guys, I ordered the wrong size shoe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I Wait, wait, but you got, you got Air Force Ones. How, how far off? Uh, half size, so you, you'll be fine. I, Air sure, Force Ones run wide and long. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be fine either way. But uh, yeah, no. I even looked at my fucking current pair of Nikes, both of them that I have. I'm like, cool, eleven and a half, eleven and a half. That's fine. That's perfect. Let's go ahead and order a size eleven. All right, two pair of shoes, both wrong size. We'll figure it out. Look, good I news. Think- good news is uh, Nike has opened their free returns. Uh, up to custom size or custom or like Nike by me, whatever the fuck it is. Okay. So yeah, I, I think you'll be okay with the 11s. I, so I wear, I'm a 10 and a half 
and I bought. So you bought 11s instead of 11 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I had 10 and a halfs. My shoes. I bought 11s, and they're long. Yeah, you should be okay. If if I bought 10 and a halfs, they would be perfect, but too wide. Like I, I think you'll you'll I'll figure the trade off because forces kind of run wide to the front. Um. Yeah. I think you'll be all right. I, I also figured they're leather, so they can stretch just a little bit anyway. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Anyway, that's shoe talk. Brian bought a pair of shoes and didn't need a bot to buy them. However, I have been looking at other shoes, and I'm like, oh, those are pretty sweet. Those are pretty nice. I'd like to. I'd just like to understand how you designed an entire pair of shoes knowingly in the wrong size. When you ask questions that make sense... <laughs> I'm not going to fucking respond. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to degrade my own self. I'm not yet. Yeah, I to understand that, level. that this was not intentional. Fucking. I, and like, and what's bad is I just figured it out this week. And I've been like, oh. I, I ordered them three weeks ago. Like, yeah, that's not cool. Not at all. But anyway, uh, you know what else is not cool? Uh, I'm just going to segue into... Uh, what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, what else is not cool? Um, starting up a fake high school uh, so that you can play on national television with uh, against a, a high school, another high school football team. Um, get your ass beat so bad on national TV that your fake school comes under investigation uh, at the state and federal level. Are you guys familiar? Are you guys? Who is that? Oh, y'all haven't heard. My friends, let me welcome you to the world of high school high school football broadcast on ESPN. Okay, over the weekend there was a game played between IMG, which is like a fucking Florida high school like football magnet school. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a uh, magnet school for athletes. So they played a game on ESPN Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, something like that, um, where they play. It was IMG versus Bishop Sycamore. Okay, which is a is supposed to be at the IMG of the Midwest. Um, it was a high school based out of Ohio. They got beat fifty eight to zero. IMG stomped this team to the point where it was thirty to nothing in the second quarter, and the announcers on ESPN were like, "I don't like. We know that these teams were vetted, but." there is a talent discrepancy on the field. Like they are, it, it is not a fair competition at this point. So after that throttling that Bishop Sycamore, um, AKA BSHS, which fuck are we doing here? Turns out that Bishop Sycamore, uh, is an online only school, uh, that started in 2017. Now the issue is they have no record of playing football, until last year when they went 0 and 6 playing other like nationally nationally ranked high school football teams from like Pennsylvania and uh, attempting to play a another nationally ranked high school team in the Freedom Bowl which contrary to popular belief is not run by an AR15 um it is an actual Dude, no, we are literally in that movie idiocracy right, right now. this is fucking no wild. no it is so the freedom bowl is a, freedom bowl? a it's a yeah it's a high school football game that's played between like the best of the best schools played in georgia and they were going to play another florida school or they were going to play a florida school in georgia whatever uh they had to back out because bishop sycamore high school uh didn't book hotel rooms 
uh, in the 30-day window that they were supposed to book, like 30 days prior to the game. They didn't submit a roster up until like the day before the fucking game. And uh, they had no intention of being in the state of Georgia uh, within the week that they were supposed to play this fucking nationally televised game. This was last year, okay? Fast forward to this year, ESPN and this uh, marketing company, it's like Paragon Marketing, some bullshit. Uh, Paragon, they found this team, Bishop Sycamore, and they were like, oh, we've got, they've got Division One recruits because according to their really, really shitty website, um, yeah, they got D1 recruits playing on this Bishop Sycamore high school team. So yeah, oh, they, they, oh, they're going to play, you know, this big Pennsylvania team, this big Ohio team, whatever this year. Cool. Like they have some, they have some clout. Let's get them together and play, get their asses beat. Turns out Bishop Sycamore played a football game on Friday night. So let's just further break this down. They played two football games in 72 hours. Uh, high school kids played two football games. Okay. Got their asses beaten both, by the way. Um, the football team only has about 24-ish players. A lot of the players played both ways in both games. This is like child abuse. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Frank, because yes, it is kind of child abuse, except uh, the players on Bishop Sycamore are junior college dropouts. They range in age from 19 to 21 years old. They're not fucking high school students. Oh my God. Gets better. The head coach. And they're getting their asses beat. They got throttled by a bunch of fucking sophomores in yeah, Florida. College, really? Come on. <laughs> so, uh, gets better. I, I know. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this school doesn't exist. They don't go to classes, obviously. If you haven't figured it out by this point, this school does not exist. It is literally just a, an excuse for a bunch of almost or kind of grown-ass men to play yeah, football. Yeah, to get second chances. Yeah. Um so, and that's at actually school, at high school football of all things. <laughs> right. Uh, so the head coach got fired Sunday evening. Okay. The head football coach for Bishop Sycamore. You go, you go, zero and nine and anything you get fired. <laughs> you go, zero and two in a weekend. Apparently you get fired yeah. too. <laughs> like they got shut out in like eight quarters. So in 72 hours, you, you can't pull that shit off. So he got fired. Uh, it also, because, uh, he had active warrants out for his arrest. Oh, he, ap my God. he appeared on national television with arrest warrants. Okay. Now when you're asking like, Oh, well those could be really bad. They were for fraud. Um, who would have thought, uh, but they're for fraud because he had unpaid hotel bills in Delaware, Ohio. Um, and you maybe ask yourself like, Oh, what kind of CD shit was he doing in Delaware, Ohio? What he was doing was housing the fucking football team for five, oh. for five months faking that they were in class or they were in a school. Um, because these kids what are, are tart. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. sounds like a movie. Do funny. You mentioned that villain because a lot of these kids were recruited to this school and one of the one of the things was like obviously oh, there's a bunch of D1 recruits here. Scouts are going to be all over this team, so you're going to want to come play here. Also, do you like the spotlight? Netflix is going to do a documentary on this team. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. This is fucking insane. So I like I'm reading. Up I mean, on there will be a documentary on this team. It just won't be what they're going to be. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's fucking insane. So I've been 
Not, I bet it would be titled The Team That Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, they won't pay for their hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, if you build it, they will lose. <laughs> like... What's wild is these these young men. We'll just call them young men because we can't call them kids because some of them can drink legally. Um, <clears throat> some of these young men literally went into this weekend being like, "This is our big break, baby. We're gonna do it all. We're gonna, we're gonna get national attention. We're gonna go in and kick those teenagers' asses from Florida." <laughs> Only to get dismantled so hard that the fucking f- they knock the fraud off this school. Okay, it's insanity. The oh the God. the guy in charge of the school, whatever his fucking self made up title is, he's like, of course it's not fraud. My own kid plays for this team. Why would I be defrauding my own child? <laughs> he like, doesn't understand that that's not that's not where the fraud. Yeah, that one fucking ready to go, didn't he? Uh, oh yeah, of he course it's, of, of course it's not it's not fraud. I'm sending my kid to school. Yeah, he's going to school. That's he's, not what we're talking about here, bud. You're playing 18, 16, 17-year-olds. Sorry, let me pull my... a bunch of 20-year-olds. Let me pull my <laughs> fingers out of my ears. Uh, what was that? What did you say? I couldn't hear you. I was la-la-lying in my own head. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So they, they kept... Every every article I read this week, like, I've been I'm fascinated by this shit. Because, honestly, if these dumbasses can do it, how many other people who are just slightly less dumb are doing the exact same mm-hmm. thing? So, Brian, it's not fraud if you're not committing it against me, brother. I guess, yeah, right. <laughs> so if I'm not impacted, who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? We're just doing some like JUCO dropouts. We're just fucking uh, their lives who, over. No big who, deal. He cares. Uh, so looking into it further, they ca- every article that I read mentioned this half baked website, and I was like, well, if I'm going to go into this, I got to do some website research because Villem's going to. I'm sure he's going to have his two cents here. So I was trying to do some prep this morning, checking it out. Website nice. is g- garbage town. I mean, when I tell you it had four articles, they were uh, they ran the gamut of like the last 12 months, 14 months uh, time span. Um, they had a video that wouldn't play. It was their 2021 highlight reel, and I was or hype video. And I was like, fuck yeah, I need to see this. There was, oh god, it wouldn't play. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? So crazy, dude. Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I say that like I would have, I would, you could fight like I'd love to put a, hi- a hype video together for some like some bullshit. Like I want to do a hype video for a knitting class and do some slow mo whip pans and shit and do some oh, anyway. All that to say, Did you said junior college dropouts, junior former junior college players, junior college dropouts, and fucking like teenagers. <laughs> wow. So yeah. their website, the only article that I could read, okay, and you will hopefully you'll find this at least charming here the only article i could find was about this guy named uh, about the the incoming sophomore linebacker zach healy he's looking to play slot receiver and outside linebacker looking to make big things happen this season and it's a picture of like four people you don't know who the fuck zach is because no one's wearing numbers on their jersey it's all practice jerseys <laughs> they're all four standing there you're like any of these motherfuckers could be zach but i'm happy he's here <laughs> One of, them, happy Zach the one, of them, one of them is clearly not Zach because he is, if he's Zach, he is the biggest outside linebacker slot receiver I've ever seen. He is a misplaced guard playing. Yeah, no. So all that to say, like, I'm looking at that article. It's like, well, this is just a really weirdly worded article. And I scroll up. I was like, let me see when this was written. And when I say article. It was fucking a tweet is what it was. It was. It could have been a, it said in a tweet. So I looked to see when it was posted. It was posted like uh, July or something like that, June, July. And then I looked to see, it was like, oh, there's an author byline. Let me see who it's. Mike Healy. 
but I, it's gotta be this person's dad wrote this on their fucking website about his son. Oh <laughs> like, look at a big, big things happen this year, bro. Post it. All right. Uh, the player's name was Healy as well. Yes. Like, <laughs> what are we fucking doing here? All that to say, the website got taken down today when the state of Ohio and the like, the larger uh, collegiate, like subcollegiate athletic conference, whatever the fuck high school shit over overlords are, started investigating this shit. Uh, the website was taken down this afternoon, so I can't. URL, uh, Brian. Do you remember? Uh, I can send it in the chat. I've got to. Pu- I'll pull it up and uh, I-, I saved a couple articles that were just absolutely. When I say for all the children listening to the cast, there's a website called archive.org. Ooh, okay. And everybody knows about this. It has something called the Wayback Machine. Oh yeah, you can put in the URL. That's a good way to do it. For okay. any website, and it'll give you a full archive of all the changes that it scanned for the lifetime of that uh, website. Yeah, it'll give you the full site. Okay, I'm gonna copy and paste it into the old Telegram. Uh, this is the about. Uh, I think it's the about us section, uh, but you can pull the the uh, about us slash off of there and get their main site. <laughs> okay, so so get a .edu. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get a .edu that was taken, I guess, by what BS oh, BS is their high school fucking initials. Like, yeah. how living in a simulation here? So. As we uh, as we go through um, looking up this BS machine, um, <clears throat> are you guys seeing the amount of rain that is falling in New York City at the moment? Mm-mm. Queens no. has gotten almost two feet of rain since 12 p.m. today. That's good. They're going to shovel that off. Right? They can. So there are pictures of the Houston Street Station flooded. There are pictures of Queens, like, uh, over by, and I just can't see the, I want to see the train sign. Give me just a second, I'll tell you. It's the, just trying to see the exact train sign. They're right above the subway. Yeah, it's, yeah, Grand Avenue, it's the MR train in Queens. Um, Grand Avenue downtown station uh, is literally like there are cars with a foot of water up against the doors Um, and the shit is draining into the subways like the subways are not running at the moment Um, nuts like I don't think New York has seen this much rain in ever. I'm so like we're laughing about this. I'm <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, but that is fucked up. It is. Fucked well, up. Are you are you laughing at the site? Yes, I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it seems like we're laughing at the. Yeah, we're we're not. No, no worries. I, I, it was kind of an intermission while you guys are doing that. I found the. I have, I have another thing. Once you guys are done with the the site. Okay. I found the article. Player alert: Bishop six four <laughs> linebacker. Uh, Zeke Healy, uh, or uh, welcome Zeke Healy linebacker and slot back class of 2022 first team all Ohio and OCC player of the year linebacker at five foot 11, 205 pounds. Zeke looks to play a big role in the success of this year's Bishop Sycamore football team. Also, if you're going to put this year's, you better put an apostrophe S dumb fuck, uh, written by Mike Healy, (laughs) same spelling. Oh my god, my Healy. Dude, I found the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, 
Good. <laughs> did, did you find the fucking hype video? Because it's I'm trying to find the hype video. God damn oh my it. god. Okay, Real so just an update. <clears throat> they are getting four inches an hour, and they are now in a flash flood emergency. What is this fucked up roller coaster that we're putting listeners on right now? The entire near. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Like the pictures. Let me. Okay. Let me send you this and we can discuss. Brian, maybe you can. I'm not going to send you the abomination of a bagel, cheese, egg, and cheese sandwich because that is just. Look at that water coming into the New York subway. Oh, that 11 looks like minutes the, ago. Oh, that looks like the Austin. Uh fucking capital a couple weeks ago this is a massive disaster like those oh, pumps yeah. cannot pump out it can ba- they barely keep up with the ocean water that seep into that subway every day and there is a i don't know brian what would you call that a gusher that's a deluge yeah train, of water you're running oh my god why is the train still running? What? no yeah. the train isn't running these are people yeah. who they just shut down train travel uh, in the entire area. Somebody just jumped yeah, off did. that train at the 45 second mark, or like 45 seconds left in oh, the video. Shit. Yep, I just saw that. Oh, yeah. God, dude. <laughs> uh, that is an insane amount of rain. I, I've never seen that happen in that town. In any case, um, did you, you found your article, Brian? Yeah, we just talked about it. Okay. Uh, let me send you another thing, which is what I was... Okay, the, so there's this picture if ever, anybody who's lived really anywhere has had a um egg and cheese bagel sandwich for breakfast right and normally that egg and cheese bagel sandwich is either a fried egg with some cheese over it melted onto a sandwich or maybe a really good scrambled egg which i prefer um with some cheese over it and then hey maybe you get crazy maybe you throw some ham in there Make it a ham, egg, and cheese. Maybe maybe you throw crispy bacon, a little bacon, egg, and cheese. I've even heard of the odd avocado, egg, and cheese. But I have never uh, heard of a hard-boiled egg sliced with cheese, unmelted bagel sandwich in my fucking life. You know why? Because it's in no. the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> it looks... Uh, fucking gross i looked up i looked up what the fuck aed is no i know it's in i, I know it's in uae because it said while in dubai oh well yeah no that's in, why in everything's tweet. fucked oh my god but does that no, not I just that just is that disgusting up. hey good news they I look to be literally all one huge boy to make a fucking program because they're the tweets <laughs> that i'm reading now players like are defending the program and they're telling a whole different picture this is like got netflix special written all over it. Uh, yeah it's yeah. gonna be you can't bs bs oh that's good that's good you should submit that to them i think so at mention them on twitter from our twitter <laughs> handle <laughs> at no beer left cast or uh you know so you can follow us over there or on instagram at no beer left cast and we're done plugged out there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no i've i find the Bishop Sycamore thing just infinitely interesting. It's so wild to me that they have figured out how to con dozens of families, not just kids, but families to yeah. send their kid. It's so fucking wild. So wild. They're, they even did an article uh, about a former player uh, who transferred in from like Canton or some other bigger city in Ohio. <laughs> and like he literally spent five months just staying in a hotel. And he was like, it was wild. 
after they realized that they couldn't pay and they weren't getting paid and they weren't getting food. Like he talks yeah. about the players going to Walmart and Kroger and just stealing food so that they can survive because they had no other way to eat. He's like, then we all moved into one house for the last month that we were all there and people were like sleeping on the floor. People were getting in fucking fights because they were kids from all lo- kids, young men. Because <laughs> his exact quote was, these were grown ass men from Brooklyn and Queens staying with people from Cleveland and they just didn't get along. <laughs> it was like, Jesus. That's neat. That sounds fun. That sounds like something <laughs> something I want my sophomore son to be going it through. Like it's own kind of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real fucking special kind of hell. And then you're, oh, yeah, we're playing two games this weekend. Fuck and off. Guys at that age, dude, for five months, my God. Like, dude, there's no... How did nobody get dysentery or something? <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they, have, they develop some of their own like new disease that is started within their group of people, and they call it the BS disease. I just even like remember the bachelor parties. And I think shit. they just call it COVID. Ah, too soon, too soon. <laughs> I think amongst amongst the group, the BS disease is called COVID. Oh, sorry. I was so like I just feel like I was I wasn't like so dirty in college, but in general, you know. Did you let the rain flow? I didn't feel like dictate? anyone was really being responsible. You know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody was keeping shit clean around me. We all survived. For the we most did, part. Of course, but just like bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, uh, yeah, y'all. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Look at that latest tweet that I sent from. This is Brooklyn. Brooklyn street level flooding. Oh yeah, we're doom scrolling too over here. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm looking through. We're just live casting the apocalypse at this point. Holy shit! I you mean, toilet blow once apart? a week. You can tune in, and we will fucking live cast the apocalypse with you. That is mental. While we drink beer. While we drink, yeah. yeah. We occasionally will tell a dick joke in between, but for the most yeah. part, we're all commiserating together. Learn a little bit about our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll share things about ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, apparently Villem, gonna be some Villem had really... questionable hygiene in college, and then... <laughs> yeah, there you go. For instance. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's going to be some great... Like, there looks to be about a million-dollar apartment where a dude took a video of titanic level his, <laughs> like water his, rushing through his house his fucking toilet Not, blew apart like <laughs> yeah i just can't awful. believe like this is an insane amount of fucking water if you if you listen to this tomorrow and this isn't all over the news which i'm sure it will be go look at twitter just type in new york city flooding and look at the videos and it, i mean obviously well, it's one of the most twitter, it's trending densely populated places on earth but there is a video of this dude who uh, or a girl i'm not sure i shouldn't shouldn't you know assume but um in any case this person is is standing in their bedroom and clearly can hear water rushing down the hallway and they just kind of stick the phone around the corner and you see this like water turning through their hallway oh my god (laughs) isn't that nuts yeah that's freaky yeah uh so in any case so am i to understand that it reformed <laughs> into a tropical storm i'm not sure if it did it but picked it, up some, um, it picked up some rum over kentucky and then fucking <laughs> kicked it back like, into high gear is there the possibility ever that we could see something where a hurricane like does not stop and just continues up to the atlantic and keeps going 
No, so a, a hurricane is a is a cluster of thunderstorms, right? So to form a thunderstorm, you As need a significant amount of moisture. Well, no, you can have thunderstorms without, um, you know, the amount of wind or even the amount of rain. That happens all the time. But to sustain a hurricane, it creates its own low-pressure system within itself, which is why it's wound so tight, right? And then also... Um, it draws in, it has to keep drawing in moisture to feed the thunderstorms that are already in it or create new bands of thunderstorms. Yeah, it is a tropical okay, cyclone in a rotating low pressure weather system that has organized thunderstorms, but no fronts. Yeah. So okay. it, it, it develops its own like system, right? And yeah. then the system gets disrupted because the amount of moisture simply is not available over land. So right. you, you, unless you're over the Great Lakes where you can sometimes have, so when you hear about like the storms that form in the winter there yeah. that dump a shit ton of snow, they are similar, but they're not hurricanes. Yeah. They work in a similar fashion and where they, they draw moisture off water. So whenever okay. you can get evaporative moisture, you can do it, but you can't do it. Since it approached off land into New York City, it's it's no longer, um, it, it can't strengthen. It could just sustained rain based on you know humidity and shit like that that's down there so, so what is the headline here that says another tropical storm is named as ida brings rain to the northeast meanwhile there's another tropical storm building in the Caribbean. okay so i was between okay i got yeah. you i got you. Uh, no i want to c- unpack a couple things here okay one to Willem's point i think we could and i'm just throwing this out there Obviously not a meteorologist, but... Well, that was Frank's of, deep dive, by the way. That was terrible. I'm going to get into that in a second. So think of this. Ida kickflips over the continental U.S., okay? It kickflips, becomes a tropical storm, and then lands in the Atlantic. Boom, hurricane <laughs> again. That's what it is, and just rides that bitch out and hits Greenland or whatever's <laughs> up there. <laughs> uh, two, Willem, you created this monster by letting him fucking watch the Weather Channel all goddamn day. Now he knows the differences between <laughs> sheer fronts and shit. Mm-mm. He had the pa- this guy had the patience to not. It's not take patience. The first I feel like it's a disease. I feel like it's a disease. <laughs> no, no one of the other two siblings. Like we both took the radio immediately. Yeah, y'all are like, yeah, no, I can look outside. Radio dated itself right away. Frank's like, I gotta. <laughs> Frank's like, I gotta figure out what's going on outside. You and your sister are just like, no, it's raining. I can see it right out the window. It's fucking raining. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, this was like we had a choice of either. But Christmas but and, and birthday together, weather. or what'd you say? And then he gets the TV and he watches Weather Channel. <laughs> yeah, he used to give me fucking headaches. Who fucking like, hurt, who just hurt the you? Frustration of it all. <laughs> Did your parents like lock you into a cabinet when you were young and you just didn't like? Ah, oh, he had a bright, beautiful room. It was awesome, honestly. Yeah, but I did love the, the Weather, weather channel. channel. Fucking Weather Channel. God damn it. No, I mean, how? I mean, Willem, it, I think I, I got my 10,000 hours through the weather channel. <laughs> you definitely, like, it's, you learn shit way more easily at that age. So you definitely could have retained some deeper knowledge. Yeah, that's funny. Fucking awesome. unbelievable. Frank on the 8s, so, always. In any case, yeah, if you are listening to us in New York City, uh, stay out of the water. It's just flash flooding. I know it seems scary as fuck. I've been through it. Uh, do not get anywhere near the fucking water. If you can't get higher, call 911. But if you can, just get a little higher, get a little wetter, and chill. Um, it's There's zero, zero reason. Flash flooding is very scary, but 
Um, that shit will all drain into the ocean before you know it. Just do not move and get into the water. That's the worst thing you could do. Because there is some serious fucking flooding going around that city at the moment. Like, multiple feet. <laughs> Jesus, dude, this shit's fucked up. That Camaro seems to be handling the water quite well. Oh, nope, there it goes. Okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> y'all want to turn to some, like, entertainment discussion? Yeah, let's go. Get some cool programming. Ooh, all right. Let's turn the dial, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, New York. Uh, you know. <laughs> Out of our hands. Yeah, and sorry we laughed at the first part of Frank's segment. That wasn't what it was about. Very, uh, very okay. What have you guys seen Reservation Dogs? Yes. Seen the first that, three or four episodes. Uh there's only been four, yeah. So if you've seen okay. that show fucking slaps. If you have not seen that show, it's amazing. And it's shot and set in Oklahoma. Fully. I have started it. I have not gone too far into it. It's my intent to go further, but I just haven't had a chance. Yeah. Is it only, uh, that on, one's good. Is it only on Hulu or is it on FX? It's on FXX. Shows? Okay. Yeah. So they can cuss, I think, or something. Yeah. But, Fudge uh, that noise, you know? On, on Hulu, they cuss. Yeah. So that's been a dope show. What have you guys been watching or listening to or reading or, or you know? Yeah. So I think we, did we discuss the, um, uh, the, the white Lotus? We did. You and I did, I think. I didn't think okay. we talked about it on the great podcast. show. Yeah. yeah great show. Um, okay. So not to take it back to serious, but, um, the National Geographic. I mean, I'm sure Brian and Villa must see me tweet about this. The the Part nine. Take yeah. it back to serious. I don't want to take yeah, it too no, serious, dude. but okay. watch this. Strap I'm in. Not, okay, hold on though. There, there's like, there's a reason for it, right? Like, we've all seen 9/11 movies, documentaries, whatever. If you truly want to, and I know a lot of people might not want to, which is why I'm saying this is totally up to you. If you want to hear what those people went through and see, you don't, they don't show you dead bodies, right? But if you want to see how absolutely shell shocked, you know, not, not watching the news, not having some reporters say, oh, another 737 hit the South Tower or whatever, you know, um, that, that all was sort of like secondary reactions to us, right? National Geographic and the 9-11 Memorial made a show called 9-11 One Day in America. Um, it is available on, on Hulu. The last episode just premiered tonight. Um, I, I'm going to say it. I know I am sometimes known for overstating, but no. um, honestly, one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Like Just from a truly take-you-there speechless there's you're going to watch it and you're not even going to know it it's been an hour since the, the 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 episode started it's that kind of it draws you in there's a story about a cook who goes into and I'll just I'll I'll just give you the one of the stories that nobody ever knew about that you know this this documentary series exposed which is one of a couple dozen of them um, <clears throat> there's a cook that worked in the Marriott convention center, right in the middle in between the two towers. Um, he 
went into the fridge because he just got done making the pasta sauces for the day and he was packing them up. And the process takes about 15 minutes. Closed the fridge, did the packing, opened the fridge up, and everybody was out of the building. And this dude who was in the dining room, who was a customer, was like shell-shocked by everything that had happened, came walking into the kitchen, and the guy tried to, he, he was like, I, I wanted to tell him he shouldn't be here, but I could see on his face, it didn't matter what I told him. So I, I asked him, what are you doing? And he goes, just go outside. Just go walk outside. And he was like, dude, where is everybody? He goes, just go walk outside. So this, go, this dude goes and walks outside, and he tells you about how he walks. He, he walks outside. There's nobody there. It's like the middle of breakfast service. He takes a right. And these are places that, like, I commuted every day. So, like, when he, like, takes that right, I'm like, oh, shit, that's, like, right by the Century 21. He takes the right, and he goes, and all I saw was just, like, body parts. Just, like, hundreds of body parts. One person had, like, there was an arm that was sticking out of the door of the Marriott. And I was like, oh, my God, is that a cat? No, it's a fucking arm. And he's like, he's talking you through what he saw. They don't show, obviously, but it, like, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how better to explain. It's one of the greatest pieces of, of TV production I've ever seen in my life. I would 100% recommend everybody watch it. It's the 20th anniversary this year. Um, I know not everybody wants to relive it. You're not going to relive it, but it'll take you back to kind of, you know, what those people might have gone through and what even what you felt and what you what you didn't even know about your experience and it's a very it's a very good show understanding of course it's not for everybody but i would recommend it <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> that's one of those things that um i it's like trauma porn and like this for, is for, not though no i this know this is not trauma porn. hear me out Okay. Re reliving those experiences. Oh, uh, okay. Fair. Is is that way? And like, I know some people like love to live in it. And there are times where I'm like, yeah, cool, okay. Like, I I want to hear like uh, the last podcast on the left did a like a three or four part series on nine eleven a few years ago. They're a podcast, obviously, so it's a different medium, and they tell stories just like you told, uh, where you have like people who doing everyday life, like living everyday life. And then they realized that they were at the top of the fucking tower and, you know, and they were now cut off from ever escaping. And mm -hmm. literally they, the only way their story got out is because they were able to call their loved one mm -hmm. on their cell phone or whatever it was. Like, I can't do that shit. People on the planes doing that. Yeah. You know, I can't, day. I can't fucking do that. I, that and all the things that, happened in my life in the next like i don't know six to 12 months after that was just yeah fair fucked and i was like you know <clears throat> i was trying to explain this to uh, a coworker who's significantly younger um so they had a different perspective on everything and i was like dude i was freshman in high school like i was like still remember the dumbass who asked me where the world trade center was and I remember telling him, like, as we were getting on the bus to go to school from football practice that morning, like, well, there's a World Trade Center in Dallas. <laughs> and he was like, somebody just flew a plane into it. And I was like, well, I've seen the World Trade Center in Dallas 
they got to be pretty goddamn good pilots because that thing's like 12 stories. That's it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think that's it. I think it's probably the one in New York City. Yeah. And then like the shit that unfolded the rest of that day. I. Tr- yeah, I mean, so so I, I guess what I'll say is, is I, I know I, what you mean. I by think like, they do. No. So the reason that even if you feel that way, um, I think there could be some value. I, I think the they do such a good job of also focusing on the stupid little things that people did that you're like, I didn't think this would have mattered, but it's the reason that I didn't die. Yeah. And then Um, to me in my fucking really neurotic brain, that's the shit that plays through my head every single day. Yeah. But it just shows like none of this is meant to be or not meant to be. It's just like, I I fucking, this dude decided hear me. out. Well, this you're making a terrible therapist. The the shit that goes through my brain is like, Oh, I forgot my, uh, for like this morning, I forgot to take my Flonase and I was like, I should probably turn around and and get it. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't have a heart attack today. Well, well, I was like, well, if I turn around and go get it, I'll be a few minutes late to work. I'm like, oh, but what if there's a fucking massive accident on I-35 oh that God, would happen bro. right now? And if I turn around and go get my Flonase, I'd just be stuck in traffic rather than be fucking dead. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let the fucking, <laughs> let your anti-anxiety medicine <laughs> kick in and just go to fucking work. We'll take Flonase tonight. I'm It'll be freaking fine. believable. But you understand like that, like when no, I hear, I, I get when it. I hear I get stories it. like that, that's where my fucking mind goes. And I'm like, nope, Brian, you've done a lot of therapy to get out of that mindset. You don't need to go back. By so I want to be, I want to be sure though, this is not disaster porn. I want to be sure people understand. No, that. no. And that's why I said, this is that's an, why I it's said a it narrative. Wasn't. It's, it's a narrative that's meant to incite feeling. Yeah. But they do, they do a very good job of telling the story. And I think, I think it's more important so for our generation, it'd be like living through Pearl Harbor again, right? For our grandparents. They don't want to do that. So it's important, though, that that story is told. So now when the grandkids watch this, um, you know, it's it's like you remember the World War II documentary that BBC did that's still – I think it's called The World at War. That's the best World War II documentary there ever has been, ever will be. Everybody's tried. It's the best one. I totally um, understand that, and I agree. This, this to me, of, sorry, this to me is like that. Yeah, I was also thinking, like, good for the kids and whatever. I will say, though, for me personally, not doing it. Like, I have yeah. zero desire. Like, those kind of, it's it's it doesn't have to be, gra- like, visually graphic. Like, even like you're saying with the body parts, you know, thousands there. Like I, I viscerally remember watching the people jump out of the tower and like, yep. you know, and I've seen, no, I mean, I'll, I'll be transparent. I've you seen you the hear the stories I, and you cry. Like there's no, there's, yeah. you're going to have emotions. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I, 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 uh, you know, the docks with the bodies that thud down onto the fucking roofs down below and all that, the, the phone calls, like it, there doesn't have to be any visuals for me, but like, understood. I know everything that I'll ever need to know about that day. Yeah. And yeah. I also know about all everything that has transpired in the 20 years, all like in the name of vengeance for that day. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like I, None of that. I would have a hard time no. watching a documentary and not then thinking about kids who were born after that day, who were then fighting in a fucking war. Hey, for y'all, I'm going to, Sorry, I'm gonna call John real quick. Like I just saw a video from right in front of where he works, okay. so I want to be sure he's okay. Take care of that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, Willem. Like, and that's why I, I chose the word trauma porn rather than like uh, violent porn or any other. Right. Because it doesn't need to. You don't need to see visuals to have traumatic emotions come flooding back. I don't think. 
you know, like I, I also don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying this. No. Like, I, I think it is important. Like uh, Frank said that there is a document, like oh, an yeah. accurate documentary documentation of what happened. But you got to think this is probably, I mean, in the big scheme of things, this is probably the first hyper documented world event or like yeah. catas- world catastrophic event. Uh, I mean, even yeah. Katrina, which was also well documented, uh, that happened four years later. We had four years of like right. uh, news reporting and 24 seven news reporting, but it all started on that day on right. September 11th. Like, yeah, people who have grown up with little chirons, there's even a word for it now. It wasn't, it was a ticker tape is what we used to call it. Like that ran across the bottom of the screen. Like news stations didn't do that before September 11th. News stations yeah. didn't have side banners that told you what stories were coming up next. If there was some sort of stock market that tracked how right or left the country was at any particular point, you know, uh, that day it like crashed to the right. Like I see so many things like the fucking entire Patriot Act just well got- and see you're you you use that. Uh it's it's it, Yes. I'll just say yes, because I don't want to go off on a fucking long ass um, tangent. Um I would like to be respectful. No, I it, it's it, that day fucking set me down the path of like what career I chose, like what uh, uh, degree I chose in college. And like it was because of the things that happened after that day, um, the way people talked about events, the way people still talk about events and the way people react when you slightly disagree um, with their either retelling or their reaction to events. It uh, called sensationalism. And it like literally it wasn't born that day, yeah. but it definitely grew its first pubes that day. Its balls dropped a little bit later, and now those balls are firmly resting upon the head of the Statue of Liberty, I guess would be a good hyperbolic way of saying it. But at the same time, it's very true. Like sensationalism has taken over this goddamn country a long time ago. Uh, it's created a beast that we cannot control. And if you think that it's a beast that we can't control, just look at goddamn former Fuhrer Trump talking at a goddamn... Alabama Trump rally where he told people to go get vaccinated. They booed him and they booed him. Like they booed him. It's that is, that is sensationalism, sensationalism in action. And it stemmed from that day in September, the Tuesday in September. I like it. it, it, To me, it makes very clear sense. I, I see a clear line that connects where we are today from that day in September. And, pulling out of fucking Afghanistan has not changed a fucking thing. It wouldn't have changed a thing if they pulled out in 2011. It wouldn't have changed a thing if they pulled out in 2015. It didn't change anything when they pulled out last week or today, whenever they yeah, officially pulled out. It was always the inevitable. I mean. Yep. Yep. When you try to fucking enforce uh, diplomacy on a country who does not want diplomacy uh, and you have no clear act uh, to, to uh, uh, sustain and hold up, uh, democracy. Well, I would say I would say the people of Afghanistan are more hostage to the Taliban than not desiring freedom and like representation and government. Sure, but you're I, still. I I fully believe that the Taliban just you know really good at fighting there and you know maintaining control there. They always have been, and 
what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yep. Well, I'm, hey, listen, I'm living in a state currently where uh, I feel like uh, some of the Taliban would fully, fully back the laws that just got fucking put into motion today. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, dude. I, all that Absolutely. to say, all that to say, like it is, is it fucking terrible? The last twenty years, uh, yeah. what the last twenty years have done to uh, two, at least two nations, uh, fucking way more when you look at collateral damages and collateral fucking movements. Uh, yeah, 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 it's fucking terrible. The last twenty years, um, like we can't fucking bog down on what happened yesterday. We can't. I mean, if 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 nine eleven and the actions of the documentary that Frank talked about earlier has have taught us anything, and taught us anything, it's that like we can't literally look back because there's a fucking moment in time uh, that could greatly affect the next moment is just around the corner. Uh, you never know yeah. what your fucking what your day is going to end like. You could open that goddamn freezer door and see a bleeding man stumbling into your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I I, think, I agree. I, I mean, I think the. I, th- I think there's a narrative that isn't written that needs to be talked about. Whereas um, we discuss the, the, the consequences of sort of nation building as a whole, more importantly, like I, right. I, I, nation building is what I should have said into set of diplomacy. That is the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Cause um, American nation building started circa East West Germany and uh, Japan. Nope. Time out. Actually started with Pancho fucking Villa. Okay. So, so what I'm talking about the modern sort of history of America, right? Like this, this love affair with funding the military to the hilt and all that shit that does come from world war two because after world war one or right before world war one, um, we had a seriously underfunded military yep. for a good reason. Cause people were like, we don't need a military. We don't have any foreign enemies. There was an actual, best- there was an actual distrust of a fucking unified military in the United yeah. States in right. early 1900s. So, right. and it makes sense. Cause we had just fought a civil war that split a massive army in the late 1800s and, and fucked the entire country. <laughs> Yeah, so why would we trust them? So in any case, um, we then had barely any military, and then we built up another big one. And to justify our continued operations, we kept pointing to Germany and Japan as these success stories. And nobody ever kind of came back and said, you know, Germany and Japan were success stories because, A, they got completely obliterated, and, B, um, the 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 leaders that were in power got held got held to account and the people chose a different path we didn't go choose whoever won we just said okay you guys fucked up here's hell and fire and fury now figure out however you want to sort this out but you're not doing that shit again um yet america called their intervention in all of those situations uh you know nation building and they were like oh we we impacted we built those nations Dude, all you did was you sent in a couple generals and you told them, hey, uh, you know, this is how an assembly line works, <laughs> ex post facto, and this is what we do in America, and left, like, fucked on off. So yeah, if Germany uh, and Japan both had great industrial machines already, that's how they, they did. They did, but we took credit for all of that. Oh, like, yeah. we, we said we rebuilt them 
and taught them X, Y, and Z about American manufacturing. It was all it was all just like they movie helped. theater antics. Our space program existed because, because of Germany. Of whoa, 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 whoa. If October Sky if October Sky has taught us anything, it's that high school it's, students in Pennsylvania have something that's to right. say about the, the rocket little kids program. launching rocket bottle rockets in their backyard. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal so, went to the moon, is what I learned. In any movie. case, right? So <laughs> October Sky. Great movie, great flick. Um, Laura Dern, underrated actress. Very underrated. So if if we go forward, right? So so 9-11 happened and everybody was shocked. And everybody was like, yeah, we need to go get Al-Qaeda. And because of that pressure, the fucks who Henry Kissinger, Dick Cheney, all those fucks who had been arguing for nation building and never succeeded at it, <laughs> said, oh, this is another opportunity to try this theory out again and to show that America can do it for the umpteenth time that they've ever tried and failed. And they took advantage of American emotion to go do this again, and they failed predictably again. So I think this, that narrative needs to be written. That needs to be discussed viscerally, just like what everybody went through that day in New York needs to be discussed. You know, And, and I think that part, to me, this documentary – is it's the final one I'll watch. Like if I want to show my kid 15 years from now, what dad went through um, and, and what other people went through during that experience, I'll, I'll pull up the documentary and I'll talk her through it because I, I that I understand that I get, because there are some things that are very difficult uh, to raise. <laughs> Calm down. I will finish my point. Hold on, wait, I didn't open the queue yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, Fucker. there are some things that are better explained, not from a parental point of view, uh, because there are some things that you can't take your fucking parents serious about. Like when I, when I talked to my dad about how it was living in fucking late forties, Oklahoma and East Texas or West Texas, like, Oh, I'm sure it was real bad. Dad, Did you not have a fucking Chipotle. He's like, no, I was chewing on the end of my bed, not because I was angry, but because I was getting nutrients from the wood. I was like, Oh I poor. I guess you were poor then. All right. But like that's tangible shit that we still have a bed from his childhood that he did that too. And I'm like, why are there teeth marks on here? And he explained, but like if he had told me, like when he tells me shit about Vietnam, I'm like, all right, dad, we'll see what happens next. And then you watch nah, a fucking, dude, every single story. Your dad has told me about Vietnam. I was like, I get that. Jesus, I get that. But then he tells you some wild ass story. You're like, all right, all right, all right, pop, pop. You go take your fucking nap now. Uh, and then you, I'm not even going to question it. And I'm then like, you watch yeah, a, that sounds crazy enough to be true. And then you watch a goddamn documentary <laughs> on History Channel. You're like, oh, shit. Anyway, okay, Willem, you had your hand raised. I'm very sorry. I apologize. Willem, no, I, the floor. Nation building conversation, yes. Now's the time. I think it's you know very important that people figure that out. But I need another 20 years on the, on the ultra- accurate realistic yeah. recount you know whether there's i just i was there <laughs> i remember it still i don't want to you know and i've seen refresher docs and stuff but i don't i also just want to make it clear that i don't think that like that's just me you know like i get if somebody is yeah. not like that absolutely enjoys watching it like or well enjoys <laughs> i don't know but like yeah i don't I, so okay so i also want to be clear i didn't i didn't go I didn't sit down and go, ooh, another 9-11 documentary. Yeah. How juicy. <laughs> um, 
no so i just yeah (laughs) the way the way the trailers played out and the way that they described it so the thing that drew me in is i've been to the 9-11 memorial and um the respect that that museum was built with um i've never been to pearl harbor but i've heard it's similar it's very much like that you do not talk you walk through this museum there are videos that are played with sound there are people that will cry there are people that you'll walk through with that went through that day you just you experience whatever you experience and then you can have that conversation outside, but we don't talk in here. Well, like um, Villain, and the way that they built this documentary. Sorry, the way they built this documentary was like that. It was like there's no time for me to go. Oh, uh, that, that it's like this person is telling me, and I just need to sit and listen. And that's that's what I appreciated about it, and that I think people will draw from. And yes, today might not be the day. Maybe it's 20 years from now that you pull it up, but don't forget. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one to watch. Well, we can't forget because there are bumper stickers on lifted trucks with monster stickers on it that tell us to never forget. But, oh my god, never forget. But Villem, you talk, you you mentioned something that I was going to say about museums. Walking through the museums. Okay, you're just going to let me hang here. Did you say Oklahoma City? The Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ on a pony. Bombing memorial is exactly the same. You don't talk. You just bear witness. And that was that that's another thing like I lived through that. I mean, I was 20 miles south of that as a goddamn yeah. second grader when that happened in on April 19th, 1995. Like that was a whole that was a fucking experience in my in, in and of itself watching a fucking daycare get found on live yeah. TV, live local TV for me. That was fucked up and it will always be fucked up. Um, so like when I was in high school and the memorial was built and we went to visit, it was the same way. It was like, it wasn't like even the dickheads in, in class who were always joking around and slapping dicks and stuff. Like when we went in, like it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It was one of those things like, wait, we're doing this. So we don't forget is basically, I mean, I I know that was Frank's point too, of like, even though it may be uncomfortable, we do this so we don't forget. And I get that. It's very important, but I just were. It's, I see the other side of it now, you know, where you mm-hmm. you were there, and yeah. you may not necessarily. So you know, I feel that Mrs. Bryan talks about uh, a time that she went. I think it was like sixth or seventh grade. Her school went to the um, so in Dallas, uh, Dealey Plaza, where the JFK Museum is, where yeah. he was fucking murked. Um, Dallas won U.S. President Zero that day. Um, it's been long enough. Fuck it. Um, uh, outside the JFK museum, there's also at the time, at least there was a Holocaust museum and Mrs. Brian's school went from the JFK museum. If that wasn't sad enough, let's go to the fucking Holocaust museum. Right. But she talks about how that day, um, like the tone changed. It wasn't just about like, okay, because JFK, is very much like in not this time this happened because it's all well documented. It was a timeline and it was very like surgical or like sterile, I guess you could say. Then yeah, the, and, the, and, the, and there's holiday. so much like there's so little time that they stretch out into yeah. this like well and that well and to be honest, that's what the Oklahoma City Memorial is like. Like when you go through that museum, it is like at nine oh one this happened and by nine oh three this happened. And like your museum is that two minutes and it takes 
it's it's very but it's different in that way because yeah. it's it's dealing with hundreds of people who were affected in that in those two minutes. Um, and Mrs. Brian was telling me she was like, you know, when we went to the Holocaust Museum, one the vibe changed completely. Two, there was a Holocaust survivor there walking yeah. them through the museum. Holy and shit. like you were saying, Frank, like when you go to the 9-11 Memorial, there are people who were there that day and whose lives obviously were affected way more than the average citizens lives were affected that day. And like there is there's a respect, but there's also a deeper gratitude that you have to share as another human in the same way that when you're like when you like you meet another you meet a veteran. Or you meet someone who, like a police officer who has actually had like valor in the line of duty, or a firefighter who saved someone's life. You know that there is a different level of respect that you need to pay these people, and like that's something that I feel like the internet kind of fucks up for a lot, uh, a lot of times, because you meet someone online and you're like, "Ah, this fucking piece of shit, and then you realize like, okay, this person who I just called a piece of shit like saved four or five of his you know, uh, uh, fellow soldiers in the line of duty. And like, while yes, he doesn't feel like he should be vaccinated and is fucking it up for everyone else right now. Like there are still dozens of other people who share this. He still has, yeah, he still has dignity. Yeah. And, and well, and I think that's a great call out too is, is dignity in general. Like that, that goes down the line, not necessarily at the fucking Holocaust level, which everyone on the goddamn planet can agree. Like, all right, Holocaust yeah, but okay, okay. Level. So I think I think I think you bring up a good point with the Holocaust Memorial, right? Like, we we are a generation removed, at least some too. Would I? Yeah. Would I? Would I? If if I had a a Jewish grandma that was in a concentration camp, would I? Would I put her through the experience unless she wanted to? Absolutely not. Right. Right. So. I think our generation has a lot of PTSD from 9-11 because a lot of our stories start there. It's probably our most visceral middle school, elementary school experience that we went through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can still remember going into my uh, ninth grade classroom and sitting with the teacher. Like He's like, oh, um, yeah, we're not going to have business uh, introduction to business today. Um and he just turned on the TV because this is more important is what he said. And then he turned on the TV and then uh, we turned it off morning announcements and then he turned it back on and the fucking South Tower was gone. Yeah. And we, for the rest of the day, did not stop watching the news. And our teachers walked us through because our school was sort of a little bit more on the it's better to show the kids and help them through what they're living instead of, you know, just telling them it's not a thing and you don't need to worry about it. I think that day though, every fucking like even my super conservative fucking high school, uh, that day, if we had a TV, it was turned on to the news. And uh, when you said what you did, like I immediately went to my Oklahoma history class and we didn't have a TV in there. So we turned on the radio and we literally listened to radio broadcast in 2001, which I know like that sounds wild, but I, I want to share this with y'all because I feel like I haven't shared this with anybody outside of my fucking class that day. Um, but it's something that has stuck with me forever and I have felt guilty about, but at the same time, as I've grown older, I realize like it's a coping mechanism. 1000%. I wasn't the only one who did this. This was a fucking class full of people. Uh, 
we were listening in that Oklahoma history class, we we're listening to radio reports and it was one of the major news stations, uh, their radio report. They were retelling or they, they had a guy who had run down the stairs in one of the towers. And he said, he was telling, he was like, we, I got to the like 33rd floor or whatever. And I'm on my way down and I pushed a guy out of the way who was in a wheelchair going down the flight of stairs. And I remember a bunch of us, burst out laughing because like the first thing that came to our mind was like, okay, this is the first funny thing that I can relate to because like you don't want to push a guy out of the, like in a wheelchair down a flight of stairs. But at the same time, we're both getting down this fucking flight of stairs come hell or high water, dude. And like, as I grow older, I understand like, okay, yes, feel bad about laughing about a man falling down the flight of stairs who was in a wheelchair. But at the same time, that was humanity. Like that's hu- that's human nature to fu- like, dude. We're we're going. This fucking wheelchair ain't cutting it, bro. Like, let's go, and like that. That's and, yeah. But I think in, in that day, anybody was looking for some kind some, of comedic relief, right? Or like, just it's some not, humanity. Like, okay, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Like, like, no. No doubt. No because doubt. Because we I just mean, heard in the, the end, the like thuds of bodies hitting fucking cars. And that's the thing, like when 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 they go through this this retelling, well, not even the retelling. Everybody knows this. Everybody was trying to get home to their kids, mm-hmm. to their wife. Like, yep. if I'm not making it home, or if we're not making it home, in the sense of humanity, you know, like, and I understand there's cordial, there's sort of cordial behavior and whatever. Um, these people. I mean, you can't blame anybody for what they did during that day. Like there's, there's a story that the guy tells where, um, he's, he got, he got tasked with putting tags on people Yep. and he put tags on people and he just prepped a bunch of deceased and he put them on, put them on and he put one on a lady and she said, I'm not dead. And, mm-hmm. uh, he said, uh, ma'am, and he, he realized that she was fully intact from her heart up. And he looked down and she was she, she he thinks she actually fell out of the plane. Yeah. Because she crushed her legs. Um, and uh, it was before people like started jumping out of buildings and stuff. And um, he goes, ma'am, uh, you, you're you, he was like on the spot. I had to think of what to tell her because she is she is dead, essentially. So he said, um, uh, I, I, oh, I'm really sorry. Like I, I accidentally, I tore a bunch of these off. Um, there's people coming. Just tell them you're not dead. I mean, shit. Like that's just, I've never heard that story in my life. Um, but that's what people did. That's what people had to do. So yeah, I mean, maybe someone pushed the guy in a wheelchair down the stairs, but did that mean he got to see his kids that night? How can, how can you judge a person for doing uh, like there's a heroic thing and then there's what you need to do to survive. And he just didn't choose the heroic thing and you can't blame him for that. No, I, and the, because he did the right thing for him and his family and that's what he's supposed to be doing. So one thing that's that I, I kind of find interesting and this is getting deep into my shit. Hold on before we go there, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's waving us off. That was an like, accident, sorry. No, he I, said, no, 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 I, I I'm lowering my hand. <laughs> No, I, I I I like to listen to kind of not not necessarily revisionist history, uh, but like uh, having people reevaluate the shit that they've been through, and like especially in traumatic experiences, uh, stuff that like mm, okay, 
Wow, y'all are fucking getting very specific. I'm listening. On I'm listening. Time. I'm listening. I, anyway, uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about uh, he interviewed someone who <laughs> he fucking he interviews someone who uh, had to leave their kids in a in a house with a serial killer or someone who is going to like threaten like kill them, and like they are broke down. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe I had to leave my kid behind. Like, why would I ever do that? And like they break down to the like the animalistic instinct of okay fight or flight, you know you can't kill a person who has something you don't have, okay, you know that you're here to protect something that you are like born to protect, but the best way to protect them is to like when you play the what is it the the game the fucking uh, analysis of of the situation you have a much better uh, a chance of saving everyone by getting someone else's help versus taking on the problem yourself. And like okay. when you break down that analysis, like you leave the person you're supposed to protect to go and find help, you have a much better chance of saving everyone. And that's exactly what you're talking about of like, I am here to get home to my family. It doesn't matter what I do in this moment. Like it's not fuck you. I'm getting paid. It is. I'm getting home to my family. Like it's not a, it's never viewed as a uh, fuck you pay me situation is what I always defer to. But uh, like at the same time, like when you have to think about that and this goes back to what you're talking about, like why someone may not watch something like this. That's a lot to, to take in and fucking and go through. And like, I, the other thing about national geographic documentaries, you touched on it. They're beautiful. They're fucking well-written. They're well-produced and they will be timeless. So when you are at the point where you want to watch it again or watch it for the first time, it'll be there. Villain, I'm very and everybody everybody will get to that point. Yeah, because you're right. It is it is needed. It's the same way that I feel about the fucking uh, you know uh, Oklahoma City bombing. That that's a different thing to me. Like it is very fucking different. So can can we agree? Nick Cage's nine eleven whatever movie did not do. <laughs> The story just. I like to call that, that the firefighter run, where he just God, ran up and died. So terrible. Well, I'll say one thing, which is that when you go through that type of experience, that's like very primal uh, and like close to the bottom, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you don't really think, and you don't get to think. And there's no, it's your subconscious triggers everything and just like makes decisions for you. Yep. And uh, it's always really easy to sit in a calm environment and rationally think out a situation. Uh, but when you're like in a, in a stress-filled environment and you're surrounded by the situation, uh, you, do, you do like critically think and decision-making stuff. Uh, and it is you, but... Uh, yeah, you're, you're, what you're weighing is different, how you think about things. It, it, there's no, it's very instinctive. It's not. It's totally it's based on like survival. Sitting at a desk, you know, yeah. with a fucking keyboard mm-hmm. in front of you writing out a tweet, I guess. A 20 no, that's, later. that's absolutely like, so um, the, I think that's one of the core threads throughout the documentary is they, constantly say i don't know what made me do this but that is what i did and that's why i'm here um so it's like yeah it's it's fight or flight it's it's you know subconsciously 
you're you're getting fed a million doses of data every second and your your mind goes this is the spot and it can be wrong it is wrong i mean it was wrong for thousands of people that day but it was right for way more people yeah um than 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 the people that ended up dying that's the miracle like it, there was this dude who um just final final quick aside he 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 and his security team three people um went up and down getting people out and he he had told the world trade center you don't have an evacuation plan if anybody strikes you from the sky etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh that dude and his this three guys armchair quarterback this guy two <laughs> two thousand people they saved yep two thousand people because he had planned how to effectively evacuate the world trade center and he he yeah. executed on that plan that day he practiced it every four months people he like his his COO was like, dude, you're having these old ladies go down the stairs every four months. And he goes, I promise you it'll be worth it. If anything yeah. happens, they'll get down. They fucking question and, that guy afterwards. I feel like that's a little. No, too he died. Nose. He went back up to save more people. He, he started evacuating floors. He wasn't responsible I know, for. I know it goes back to the yeah. fucking the guy in the bandana. That fucking oh, guy. No, but you're. Your mind is a computer. Yes. And yeah. Is, like in those situations, it, it hijacks control. I mean, it's like, I'll fuck take it. And like it computes, like literally, like you're saying there, it, it's fed data and it does its work. Yep. Yep. That's dope. I'm, I'm, uh, I got to get good, guys. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to play this out because I've got to be in Lancaster, Texas, or as I was told today, Lancaster. Texas. Yeah, I've heard that. It's are we kidding right now? No, it even says on the fucking town website because right. our uh, my nerd ass and my fellow uh, other nerd ass coworkers were like, well, they have to have an AP pronunciation on their website in case they ever get hit by a tornado. The newscasters have to know how to say it. So, and uh, they, they do, uh, and it's Lancaster. Fucking bullshit. Do they call them ter- tornadoes down there too? They call them naders and they just point at them they and grunt. Naders. <laughs> they grunt. Ooh, and Look at the nader. <laughs> spinny, spinny nader. And Lancaster, Texas blown off the map. And then they fucking just. They, anyway. I, you know, I oh, feel like. Hey, I, I have a Michael Scott moment. Can I? Can oh, I talk yeah, that yeah. Out? yeah, yes. Go, yeah, go let's, very yeah, let's hit, hit us with that. Went to Oregon, uh, went to Oregon the past week for a friend's wedding, <laughs> showed up to literally the first of the whole wedding weekend and backed into their mailbox <laughs> with <laughs> the rental <laughs> right in front of the friend who's getting married. You fucking busted oh, in like the I goddamn Kool-Aid. The entire rest of the event. You busted in like the Kool-Aid man in a fucking Nissan Versa, didn't you? Just b- 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 Oh, yeah. No backup can. It was an Outback? <laughs> Is an outback. Okay, yeah. so you okay, hold on. I just want to hold this... on, hold on. Before you get into that, Frank, I just want to break down the situation. You flew to Oregon, to Portland, was a yeah. to Portland, and you rented a Subaru. Oh yeah, it's great for the mountains. <laughs> Do they have anything it. else? I get why they own Subarus; they're perfect. Do they have any other rental cars than a Subaru? It was that was the, your base no. option. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. That, I this is what I'm thinking of Subaru. I wanted the experience, and I have to say, I fucking get it. When you turn the windshield wipers on, do rainbow fucking flags just fly off and on? The, you know what happens? Do you, you know what happens when leave when a trail you drive of skittles into the mountain? Uh-huh. When you drive up 
the steep hills and things. Uh, the all-wheel drive is fucking amazing. It's geared just right for raids and things. It doesn't lose power. It doesn't have no. that like dead zone between the you no. know maybe like the second and third gears because they have it figured out. There's no turbo lag, my friend. Listen, I yeah. you're talking to a person who would love to own a Subaru. I'm too broke to own a Subaru, so I bought a Mitsubishi. Okay, <laughs> so Same like much. I get it. I understand. I'm just wondering if there was any more like stereotypical tropes that you could cross off that list before you backed into <laughs> that fucking mailbox. I, I would have loved to be the oh yeah guy who when you open the door I'm like <laughs> I fucked up this mailbox like up in the air. Villem loves your house so much he took your mailbox. And hey, the insurance listen. man, they they've been interviewing me as if I murdered somebody. They asked me for injuries. I was like, do you think they're? I was backing up. <laughs> like I was backing up. I maxed out at twelve. Um, so no, I'm good. Uh, Does buckle up? Does it fucking matter? Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you also, purposes. yeah, you're you're asking me if I was buckled in a car, and I'm going to tell you no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hold right. on. Yeah, maybe think about this question that you're asking before asking. You know, you know I'm sure about these two, but you might call that one. <laughs> <laughs> were the tires inflated properly? Absolutely. I checked the specs. They were at 34 psi each. Were your seatbelt buckled? Fuck. Um. Yes. It got me. Yeah. <laughs> got me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, did you happen to catch the VIN? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. First thing on the I fucking did. mailbox. <laughs> I asked him the VIN. The VIN was the wrong car. Drive off with the wrong VIN. <laughs> the VIN on that mailbox was 1361. So is that is Fourth Street? Is that that VIN checkout to you? Because that's what I wrote down. Uh, he was very uncooperative. VIN on the mailbox. <laughs> Did you get the bin on the mail? American Standard four nine two. The mailbox identification number. Oh my god. Well, I'm sorry that happened because that is a pain in the ass, regardless of, like thankfully everybody's yeah. okay, but at the same time You don't get an erect for almost a fucking decade. And then you back into a mailbox, and it's like, bro, I I had not gotten into an automobile accident in 16 years, okay? Made it to the ripe old age of 32 years old. Got into two in a month. Neither were my fault. One was a, my first accident was literally a, like, five-car pileup, where a lady was having, they had to use the jaws of life to cut her out of the car. Oh, yeah. They, okay, Texas wrecks always look the most fucked up, Gnarly. I just want to say. Gnarly. I never see a mild wreck in Texas. Well, it's because they bring out every fucking, every fire truck within a 10-mile radius, Frank pointed out. But the cars uh, always look so mangled, too. Well, no, Frank also pointed out this. Like, Frank, I'm doing your job for you here, Frank. I'm just going to tell it. Like, you told me several times. The cars that are already broken down on the side of the road look like they are mangled wrecks, uh, and they are not in accidents. So the ones who that are actually in accidents just look ten times worse because everyone's like, it's so expensive to live in Dallas that no one can actually afford to take care of their cars, uh, and everyone who does take care of their cars and pass inspection they go to shady places to get their car inspected so that their cars are barely running when they're on the road anyway they have no safety mechanisms so they just bumper car into each other in the concrete hellscape that is dallas and then fucking 15 fire trucks show up and the jaws of life have to be brought out frank did i miss anything 
No, I, th- I think you're accurate. I think the part that you missed is mm. 90% of Dallas driving is complete horseshit. Yeah, That's no, like it's like fucking... Like it's, missiles flying down the road. It's like just, someone's just like throwing missiles through the fucking freeway. It's just, hey, hey uh, yep. I'm going to get ready to drive. Seatbelt buckled. <laughs> the insurance company blindfold on, <laughs> obviously. And then we're just going to put it in drive and slam on the accelerator. Let's fucking yeah. go. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's uh, so okay. In a funny uh, exit here. Oh. Uh, I watched a real shift South from nine eleven documentaries. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> South Park. South Park has this episode where Stan's dad buys a weed farm or starts a weed farm in Colorado. Oh yeah. And yes. Fantastic episode. Uh, it's so so good. It's like a three part series. You realize Mini, that came, you know storyline within South Park. Do you know when that and came out? He he goes, huh? Do you know when that came out? Because yeah, two thousand no 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 eight nine no 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 no. The weed farm episode was in the beginning of the pandemic. They fucking wrote oh, that was it? during oh, the lockdown. Like that was in like July of twenty twenty. Okay, nice. do go watch it. Do go watch because it it's like Stan's dad starts this <clears throat> weed farm and he, he what is what's the name of the weed pandemic <laughs> or like no no it's, it's it's like real good or something uh, no 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 it's it, 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 oh my god it's supposed to invoke the fact that they're taking care of the weed properly and it's family owned and whatnot okay so i can't remember brian will get the name in a second integrity farms integrity yeah it's grown with integrity <laughs> instead of integrity <laughs> Okay, it's get some of that Colorado weed grow with integrity. You're right. Okay, Um, so that that actually that episode came out in 2018. So that is different. Okay, in any case, it's a great episode. So uh, and it's it's like I said, I think it's a two two or three parter because he eventually ends up taking on Big Vape because he gets he's like Big Vape is taking his customers base away and um, but the funniest part of the whole thing to me is when people start growing their own weed because weed's legal. And he goes, but that's not integrity weed. Yeah. <laughs> How can he, and he goes, he goes to the city council. He's like, you got to outlaw personal weed growth. And they're like, well, why? And he goes, cause it's not grow with integrity. <laughs> Dude. There's okay. Great episode. I'll end on this. There's an, there's a website called 420dc.com. Okay. It's obviously a uh, weed legalization in Washington, DC, which it is legal fucking wild how where fucking politicians it's outdated it's outdated uh they have a a forum post that is called what is integrity (laughs) which (laughs) just shifts that speaks to it it spoke to the right crowd that is a fantastic episode it popped up last night after the office on comedy central and i yeah i was laughing it's it's really good well um i didn't get to drop in any uh what are what are y'all watching I will leave you on this. Uh, Lions led by donkeys podcast is still, is still fucking slaps. I've listened to like 10 episodes since last recording and it's still fucking amazing. Uh, up to and including the like two hour episode on the, uh, civil war created by a pyramid scheme, which was Albania. Definitely listed to that because all three people were in the military. All three of the people on the cast were in the military. One of them is a lawyer, which means he suffered tr- like vi- uh, big time traumatic brain injury. So uh, prayers to him. Uh, but 
they have a fucking hilarious two-hour episode on the Albanian Civil War that was started right. off of a pyramid scheme. Okay, so uh, on that note, be sure to check us out over on Twitter and Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this wonderful podcast that we all put on. Um, for Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I am out. Uh, for Villain in Tulsa, thank you for listening. Uh, like Brian said, check us out on Instagram at No Beer Left Cast, right? Is that right, Brian? He thumbs Our, up. <laughs> All uh, right. For Frank in, in Austin, uh, no jokes tonight. If if you are realizing you're currently getting flooded, uh, if you are in New York City and you are going to be filing insurance claims, be sure to document everything. And document it in general. Don't say an Oyster Bay uh, food processor. Just say food processor. Um don't say Oyster Bay KitchenAid or whatever. Like, no, just say uh, food mixer, whatever. And then uh, yeah. the way that the insurance company will do it is they'll give you the middle of the range money for it. And it'll be enough to replace your Oyster Bay if that's what you want to do. Or it'll be enough to buy whatever you really want. Um, yeah, it's not insurance fraud, by the way. This is how you should document the shit. Um, if you're going to be asking for a specific model, you're going to get $30. So... Um, yeah, be sure to document it in general. This is what you lost. A mattress, not a specifically $150 mattress from Amazon. Okay? Just word to the wise. Document things more generally than you would, I don't know, say your Ferrari F-150 or whatever. <laughs> um, insurance fraud. F-50. F-50. It's better yeah. than an IQ no, no. test. <laughs> it's not insurance fraud. Reclaiming it's my not. time. Uh, make sure you guys check out Reservation Dogs. And if you <laughs> check that out, also listen to the podcast WTF uh, with Mark Marin, where he talks to <laughs> Sterling Harjo. Recently. He talks to Sterling Harjo, one of the co-creators of Reservation Dogs. Great show. Highly recommend. Instant classic like The Outsiders. All right. Be sure to uh, document things vaguely. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>